Hi, this is Nadia and you're listening to Finding Hope. This episode is going to be a two-part series on dating. And the first part, I'm going to talk about like my dating experiences and um, just kind of how I feel like, you know, my childhood and everything that I've been through with my parents and, you know, it. I feel like it kind of puts a strain on... Um, my ability to trust um, and to kind of understand to run when red flags happen. You know, I talked previously in some of my other episodes about how, you know, I put up with a lot just due to the fact of how much I've been through that I thought, okay, this is normal and, you know, this is what love is supposed to feel like. And I just want to talk about how that you know, really affected me and my ability to try and find the right relationship and just the journey I've had along the way with it. Um, And then the part two is going to be um, next week. And I'm going to have a special guest on who is a little bit older than me. Um, She has, you know, more experience with dating. She has her dating stories that I'm sure she's going to share And I just feel like personally that she has a lot of wisdom um, to give. And she is someone who I envy for the amount of self-love and self-respect she has for herself. And I feel like it would be beneficial to me to hear, you know, all the things that she has to say about, you know, dating and just how she's able to love herself and, you know work her way through the life of dating. So that's what the two-part series will consist of. Um, And mine, you know, fair warning, I have some crazy dating stories. But I do want to kind of touch back to where I felt like my, my dating started, my dating life started. Um, And the only reason why I feel like I'm going back to my five-year relationship is because I stumbled across a diary that I had during part of of our our relationship. Um, I have entries back from 2019, 2020, um, and I think reading them kind of broke my heart a little bit just some of these entries I I'm just so sad for the girl I used to be and how dependent I was on somebody else for my happiness and just what I put up with you know and just reading this I just realized like I was like, I don't know how to walk away. I don't know why he won't, you know, just leave me be. Like, I'm just so sad for the girl that I used to be that I didn't, you know, have the strength or courage to walk away from myself. That I thought it had to be him to be the one to do it. Um, it's kind of reassuring for me now because I, I just feel like I am such a different person and in such a different place in my life. So reading this is was hard, you know, it's almost like embarrassing. Like I really 
depended on someone so much. And I, I'm thinking now, you know, that could have been a cause to why the relationship was the way that it was, you know. Why should someone else be the source of my happiness? Um, so just some of these entries are really eye-opening. Um, one of the quotes that I have in here is, fall in love with the process of becoming the very best version of yourself. And I, I have another thing that I wrote, I am strong, I am loving, I am caring, I am beautiful. And it's just, it's so crazy the amount of affirmations I was trying to give myself because I just, I didn't know how to love myself. And I, I see myself working through these journal entries and trying to give myself that. And I've talked on this podcast about how I, you know, met my group and that was about, it's going on three years ago. So back in 2019, I had not met them yet and I was going through this breakup very much alone, very, very much alone. And it's just sad seeing how I felt like I had nobody And I'm going to read one of the entries um, that I talk about that. So this entry is actually back from July 22nd of 2019. Um, There's a lot more, but I'm in this entry, but I'm just going to read briefly this portion. I said, I realize that I tolerate as much as I do because I've always been forced to forgive those who are supposed to love me unconditional. Every day is a battle. Having to be your own mom and dad is hard. I feel lost most days. I have no one to really call when I need guidance. I wish more than anything I just had someone to care enough to call me just to see how how my day went. I feel so alone. I've always had to be there for everyone else. I don't even know how to be there for myself. I wish I knew my purpose. I hope to find happiness one day. It starts with me loving myself enough to not accept anything less than what I deserve. It almost makes me um, just want to cry because I just feel like I, I really put it into existence what I needed and how hard it was to get there was insane, but I got there. (laughs) And, you know, I just, even here in this entry, just proves how much I needed a support system. And I'm just so grateful that I have that now. Um, But again, a lot of this journal entries are about like me going through this breakup and how hard it was accepting the bare minimum and you know how does he do this why does he keep me around you know I've never been anything but good to him and like does he even know how much this hurts me that's from another entry from August 5th of 2019 like it's just crazy like why why did I not have the courage to walk away like I just think I wanted to be loved so bad and it's sad. Um, 
stumbling across this journal entry, I actually cried, which is crazy because when I found this journal, I actually found my positive pregnancy test um, that I kept um, from when I was pregnant with my ex-boyfriend. Um, I ended up having a miscarriage, um, but I was about eight weeks along. Um, and I'm just going to kind of read this entry. This was in, um, April 7th of 2020, but, um, I didn't write it in this entry till then, but I said, this is my first entry of 2020, which I wrote in here more. Life update after my last entry, I found out I was pregnant December 19th of 2019. I had a miscarriage, and ever since then, a part of me has felt so empty. I don't know why my life is an ongoing battle. I wasn't ready to be a mother, but just another, but just another part of me seems to have been taken. And it seems like everyone I love never stays. I've learned about myself that I let myself feel emotion for a little while, then I go numb. I haven't discovered if it's healthy or not. And then in another entry later, I discussed about how during that time when I was going through my miscarriage, my ex had actually gone on a cruise with his family and had relations with another girl. And it kind of just broke my heart because I you know, felt like I was bleeding for weeks, you know, and going through all that pain and going through that alone. And even when I had, you know, found out my ex was like, you basically tried to trap me, um, tried to push me to have an abortion. And mind you, this is someone who would tell me that he loved me. And that was hard, like, to even think about while I was pregnant to have done dealt with that arguing and the nastiness that came along with it and then when I told him I had that miscarriage you know he was relieved and he went about his life like it it never even phased him when I felt like I had to go through all the physical and emotional damage that it it caused me um And I think just like that, along with everything else, has really affected my ability to trust any new guy that I've considered even being in a relationship with. And I try so hard to not allow my past experiences with my ex or, you know, even with my family, I try so hard to give the next person the benefit of the doubt you know, trust. I give it right off rip. And if it's only until it's, you know, taken away that, okay, I'm like, all right, now I need to have my guard up. I feel like most people who go through trauma or they go through horrible life events, they come to a point where it's like, they feel like they can't trust anyone. And in a sense, I, I have that in the back of my head, but I don't think that it completely overpowers my ability to trust people. And I'm grateful for that. 
But my dating life after this relationship um, just has been a insane roller coaster. And I despise when I start talking to a guy or entertaining the idea of possibly dating and I get hit with the comment, but why are you single? Like, how are you single? And it's like, I'm almost like too good to be true. Like something has to be wrong with me. And it like, it hurts my feelings because it's like, okay, could it just be the fact that I am setting standards for myself or that I'm holding out for someone who I believe I deserve and I'm not just going to settle with, you know, whatever I can get. Because believe me, I could be in a relationship tomorrow if I wanted to be, but I don't want to just be in any relationship. And especially after what I just went through for five years, I want the next thing to be it. I don't want to just date with no intention. And I try not to put that pressure on guys that like I start talking to but I do make it known because I've learned from dating experiences that if you don't set the groundwork for like saying like okay I'm looking for something serious or even the fact that I believe in God and I don't want to be with somebody that doesn't believe in God you know it's if you don't set that precedence right away and you get sucked into liking someone for other you know other things and you end up in a situationship or you end up in a friends with benefits type of situation because you don't set the precedence of this is what I want and this is what I'm seeking and you you have to set those those boundaries down because I have gotten sucked into the situationships and the friends with benefits or the bare minimum guys who I just allowed in the beginning to you know come over watch movies and hang out and not take me on a date and then they expect something and I'm like okay like no but I'm looked at well like you you have me in your house like basically like what did you expect like we didn't go out and like it's just like crazy that the type of game it it comes with with dating and why it has to be so difficult and so hard and something I'm learning now at my age is with the right person it shouldn't be hard it should be something that happens naturally and it flows. And I feel like it's not something I should have to work at right away. It's not something I should have to convince myself of right away. It should be something that I'm like so freaking excited. I, it just, the vibe is there. The energy is there. It shouldn't have to be like, okay, two weeks in. So are we moving towards the, you know, being in a relationship or like do, you know, what or not two weeks in, I'd say maybe like a month in having that conversation. But, you know, is that moving in that direction? Like, I just feel like it should something be that, like, it should flow, that it shouldn't be a, okay, what what's happening? How do you feel? Like, that person you're with should be already giving you those confirmations and letting you know upfront how they feel, and you shouldn't have to be pulling teeth to find that out. And, you know, I definitely think that my past has has really affected me negatively in the dating world. You know, I cannot say that after my experience that I didn't go 
down a downward spiral and project and self-sabotage, you know, dating with other, you know, other guys because that did happen. And I remember it was a few years ago now. It's for my birthday or around my birthday. And I was talking to this guy that like I really liked. He had his life together. He had a really nice job, a really nice apartment. Like we went on great dates and I was just like so excited. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I started to self-sabotage. On my birthday, I got so drunk. And I remember being on his rooftop and I just broke down crying. And I was just like, And I'm so embarrassed that I even did this because he was such a good guy and he probably was like, oh my gosh, this girl is a psycho. But like I just broke down crying like that I felt like I made a judgment at him that he had like the storybook life with his family that I was like, you're not, I just like you. And I'm like, I just feel like you're not going to understand me and you would judge me and you know, I just feel like how you have your family, like, I don't have it like that, and I just feel like I'm judged for that, and he literally, like, humbled me so quick, because he was, like, you just passed a judgment on me, and you didn't even know that, like, I have my family stuff, like, yes, we might be involved in each other's life, but we've, you know, had things happen in our family that, you know, have shaken us as as a family and he you know shared with me some of those things and I just literally felt like I put my foot in my mouth and I was like oh my gosh I'm projecting I am self-sabotaging because I just felt like I wasn't worthy enough to be with this guy I was like oh my gosh like he is way out of my league and in reality he wasn't like we could have probably been a good match but because I was so in my head I self-sabotaged I projected I just felt like I was never going to be good enough for this guy, so I just had to word vomit it out when I got drunk just so that, like, okay, that that would be the end of that because there's no way that I would be able to meet the expectations for him and his family because he grew up differently than me, which turned out not to be true. Um, so I definitely, you know, ruined that. And that is something that I did that was toxic, and I will take ownership of that. But then there comes another guy that I was talking to who was very hesitant, he told me, about going on a first date with me. And I was like, okay, like why? And he was like, well, you don't have a lot of pictures with your family on your social media. And I just think that that's a red flag. And he began saying about how close he is with his family and how he can't be with somebody who's not close with their family. And he started to kind of pry in on my relationship with my family. So I began like listing off the family members I'm close with. And obviously during this time, my mother and my father were not on that list. And then questions began to arise and I just made it known to him that I wasn't in a place on a first date to disclose any of that personal stuff with him. And let's just say we didn't go on another date. And it really set me back because it was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. There are going to be men who pass this judgment on me with my family 
And it's something that I can't even control. And it has nothing to do with who I am. I mean, I guess it does have to do with who I am as a person. But if anything, I am my own individual person. And if anything, all of that made me stronger. And I, I think I'm a hell of a independent, strong woman because of it. And, you know, I, I pride myself on that. And as I should... But this man didn't even take the time to get to know me because of that. But then I could also be a hypocrite because of what I had just done to the guy before. Because whether or not I passed that judgment on him, that like, I thought, you know, even if I thought, okay, he had this good family life and I was passing that judgment, I was doing the same thing. And I was just like battling with this in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I the problem? And I was like, when am I going to allow myself to just be happy and to accept, you know, my past for what it is and just hope and pray that there is someone out there that's going to accept and love me. And if whoever comes along and doesn't, who cares? Good riddance, their loss, not mine. And I really had to try to change my mindset because after that second guy, I started to think about my ex because my ex, when we had gotten back the second time, brought up to me that he was hesitant to get back in a relationship with me because of him wanting a relationship with my family. And I, you know, I told him, I said, well, don't you think that I want a relationship with my family? Like, it's not something that's in my control. And he told me, he goes, well, I'm jealous of how close you are with my family and I want to be that close with my significant other's family. Like, I want that too. And I apologized to him because I was like, I'm sorry that you'll never be able to have that with my family, I said, but neither will I. And it was hard because I do think that that played a factor you know, where I'd come from, what I had went through, I explained before and how when he hurt me, he said he knew he could hurt me because of my mom and dad's relationship and how my mom stayed through all the things my dad put her through and how he knew that no matter what he did, I would stay. In reading this journal that I just found again, I'm literally heartbroken of just who I was back then and the fact that like I thought I couldn't walk away because I just so desperately wanted to be loved that I was okay with being hurt and being humiliated and being belittled I was okay with that because I just so badly wanted someone to love me even if it was 10% of the time like okay well he's he's good to me this day and he he said that you know, I look beautiful this day. And it, I wanted to hold on to so much of the good that I didn't allow myself to sit and just say, okay, this is it. I, I did not do that. And it's just sad. But, you know, with dating now, I, you know, it's hard. Like, that's not first date conversation to talk about what's going on with my parents or why I don't talk to them. 
and that's hard so I try to play play it cool without lying and misleading you know that like it is what it is but you know another guy that I had another um kind of crazy story was it was the first time that a guy for our first date had come to my place picked me up had flowers like such a sweet guy like again like had his life together like you know one those are things that I'm attracted to is someone who is has stability and is ambitious and you know that's I think my type like even if it's good like good looking like it's not a particular type that I think I have just with like those characteristics and being a good person is what I'm attracted to and when he showed up I was like oh my gosh like I was completely swept off my feet by that and again it's you know that's nice but that's what guys should be doing you know and I was just so appreciative of it I was like oh my gosh I got so excited got my hopes up we um dated for I think it was like a month and a half or so but somewhere along the way it got brought up um because I did have a breast reduction and you know he asked why and I said well you know I want to have children one day and I felt like as big as they were that they were only going to get bigger when I have kids and he goes okay well that makes sense and he goes well that kind of puts a damper on you know I guess us and I said why and he goes well I had a vasectomy and mind you this guy was like 25 at the time and I'm like so taken back because I was like what and he had some like learning disabilities that he just didn't want to pass on to his child or children and so he just had a vasectomy because he didn't want to do that and so I was like well I kind of understand that I go but you were able to you know work through that and become who you are like he was working on his PhD I'm like, so you don't think that you would be able to help a child of your own that even possibly helped? And he was just like, I just struggled so bad that I wouldn't want to give that type of life to my child. And I understood that. And I was like, okay, so like, are you just completely against kids? Are you open to like adopting or like fostering? I was like, because I was adopted and, you know, I would be open to that maybe one day. And he said, you know, that that's a possibility. And he goes, and there's also a possibility of reversing the vasectomy. And so this gave me false hope at first. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so this maybe could still work. But then one night we're at dinner and he completely like went back on what he said and was like, yeah, no, like I don't want kids at all. Like I'm completely against kids. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not what you said like a few weeks ago, which is okay. Like you're entitled to, you know, what you want. I'm like, but I just felt like you misled me. And while like, I know we're not there yet, if I'm dating, like I'm obviously dating for someone I potentially could spend the rest of my life with and children are something that I want. And I expressed that to you very early on. And if you knew that that's not something that you were interested in, that obviously we are not, you know, meant to be together and we probably shouldn't be pursuing this aimlessly. 
And so, um, that ended. (laughs) Um, but then it made me feel like, okay, when I am dating and it first starts off, these are probably things that I should make it known that like, that's a deal breaker for me. And so I came up with my list of deal breakers, which were, you know, believing in God, one, believing in marriage, like believing in marriage and wanting kids one day. And those were things that I'm like, okay, these I know, and people can call me crazy. I know these probably aren't first date conversations, but at some point, I'd say within the very beginning, those are conversations that should be had because, again, these are now adding up to probably how many months that I wasted on going on dates. Like, yes, it it's experiences and it's this and it's that, but it's like when I'm talking to one person, I'm like, okay, I'm talking to one person. I don't like to give my energy to five guys at one time. Like, it's just to me not genuine. It's you know, like at that point, like I'm honestly, honest to God, I'm very bad at texting. My friends have said this. Anyone close to me knows this. So it's like, if I'm taking my time to text, to see somebody and, you know, I'm also very busy. Like anybody who knows me knows I'm like, I keep myself very busy seeing my friends and seeing my family. Like I'm always doing something every weekend or, you know, planning something. And so like, if I'm taking time away from seeing people I love and care about and I'm taking time away from my day to text someone, then like I want that that to mean something. So I don't want to be doing it with five different guys and taking my energy away from other parts and people of my life. So, you know, you can call me crazy for that, but that's just who I am as a person. So it's like I felt like, yes, I wasted my time. Like, if these are not things that you want and you want the complete opposite of me, then that is okay. You know, people are entitled to have different wants and desires for their lives. But I just didn't appreciate the fact that when I was very honest and upfront in the beginning, that it just, it was kind of, I guess, like, maybe I can change her mind or maybe she'll this. I have no idea. So it did bother me. And then... Another guy that, like, I was seeing, um, this one, this one stung a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, last summer and we dated for over two months and I just remember being, like, so excited about him. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we were going on real dates, like, this wasn't like, okay, let's Netflix and chill, like, we were going on adult dates and doing things and having fun, laughing, and we just clicked so well. And again, he had his life together. He, you know, we just, we really, really meshed really well. And I got so excited. Obviously, what do you do when you're excited about a guy? You tell your friends. I told my friends, I told my aunt, and I just remember telling them all these great things about him and they're like, hmm, sounds too good to be true. And I was like, no, like he's just really that amazing of a guy. And uh, boy, could I have not been more wrong. <laughs> I um, 
This was 4th of July weekend last year, and I worked second shift at the time, and I got a text message from him at like 1 a.m. asking if I was awake. And I'm like, yeah, I'm up. And he goes, I'm so sorry, but, you know, there's just something I need to talk to you about. My heart sank, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is where he tells me he's not ready to be in a serious relationship. Like, I just started thinking the worst. But nothing that I could have even have thought of would have com- been compared to actually what he was getting ready to tell me. I was completely blindsided and caught off guard and from these previous experiences with dating I did this with this guy I made it known that I believed in marriage I believed in God and that I wanted kids one day like I expressed those things and we obviously still dated for over two months and kept moving forward and I don't know if he just again like another guy who maybe thought that they were going to change me for their beliefs or what they wanted I don't know what his agenda was, but the next text message I got was that he was in a relationship with a married couple and he lived an open lifestyle and wanted to know if I would be okay with that. And I was just completely caught off guard. I was like, oh my gosh, this is not happening right now. Like, what? Like, I was not expecting that. Like, my heart sank, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but no. And I'm like, and that's okay that you're like that, but obviously, from what I've expressed to you, you would know from my personality and the things that I believe in that that's not a lifestyle that I would be comfortable living. I was like, why did you not tell me this in the beginning? And his response was, well, I just wanted you to get to know me for me first. And I was like, well, you left a huge part of you out, buddy. Like, whoa. Like, I was like, you know what? Like, all the power to you. Do what you do. I just want a part of it. And that ended. Um, it was just, and it was sad. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I cried. Because I just, I think I was just so blindsided by that. And, you know, I think... The guys in between time, like, just me trying to see, like, okay, this, you know, guy is definitely into the party scene still, not interested in a serious relationship, and, you know, I definitely was just like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm like, I'm done going out because I'm not going to find a person who I want to be with out in the clubs and in the streets, and I also don't want to be the type of person that stays out partying and doing that stuff. That wasn't a, you know, coming into this new year, that wasn't a lifestyle that I wanted to continue living. You know, I spent the first beginning of my 20s, I'm in my mid-20s now, I spent the beginning of my 20s, you know, partying, going out, having fun, and being a typical girl in her early 20s. Yes, I lived a life. I don't have to have a midlife crisis now, but you know, I did that. I had my fun. And I think I just really started to take a step back. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go looking for guys anymore. You know, I'm done searching. I was on dating apps, um, having pointless conversations with guys. And I'm like, okay, I just know this isn't going to go anywhere. And it just became repetitive and boring. And like I said, just not genuine. So I was like, I'm done looking. 
and I am just going to focus on myself. I was like, I'm going to start going to church more. I am going to start finding things, you know, doing other things besides drinking and partying. And I wanted to, you know, I started trying to do different things with my friends, um, like different, like having different, like hosting different parties, movie parties and holiday parties. And like, I'm just going to invest my time into the people I love and care about that are in my life currently. And if the right one comes along, then great. And one of the more recent guys that I've talked to, I met him at the end of last year, around the time when my dad died. It actually was a few days after my dad died. And me and my roommate were at town hall and we're like drinking because we're both going through some stuff. And I just made eye contact with this guy. And it's crazy because right when I seen him, I told my friend, I was like, yeah, he looks like a total douchebag. Like, he knows he's cute. Like, he just thinks he's hot shit. <laughs> and it's crazy because I called it in the beginning. <laughs> but then um, later in the night, we ended up talking. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, he is, like, the complete opposite. And obviously, you know, getting – I got drunk that night. And word vomit comes out. And this is where I, like, why I've kind of slowed down with drinking is just because, like, I don't like – how vulnerable I let myself be but word vomit came out my dad had just died I was crying hysterically to this guy I had just met like and I was like talking to him about my life and he starts telling me about his and they were just so similar and I was like oh my gosh like I've never had a guy like understand that type of trauma before and just like you know the relationship he had with his mom was very similar to the relationship I had with my mom like just very very similar and it was just so comforting not because I would wish anything like that on anyone but it was just comforting to be able to have someone who understood and to give me advice and to hold me while I cry even though he was a complete stranger I just felt so comforted and so at ease with him and it just came naturally and I'm like oh my gosh this is crazy and you know the next day I immediately regretted apologized to him and he's like don't even apologize like I obviously opened up to you too and like he's like do you want me to apologize and I'm like no 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 like you know I'm glad you opened up to me and he goes yeah like I'm glad we both you know were able to talk to each other and it just kind of went from there we went on some dates we were hanging out and he started meeting my friends. I met his friends, his cousins. Like, I just felt like it was really going somewhere. And this is where I thought I was projecting my last relationship onto him. We were hanging out at my house. I had my friends here. We we're like playing a card game. He kept making comments that like were bothering me, um, like calling me dummy and stuff like that. And I'm like, whatever, that just might be his personality how he jokes, even though I don't like it, whatever, I let it go because it wasn't that serious. And then we're like laying down, cuddling. And I was like, okay, like I'm about to go to sleep. Like, I just like, I have to go to sleep. He's like, okay, well, I'm about to go. And I reached over to grab my phone to um, text or to see the text that I had from my roommate. And I'm reading it. And he made a comment like, what are you texting your hose? And I'm like, no, I'm texting my friend. 
And he goes, that stupid phone, I'm going to break that phone. And he, like, tried to, like, laugh it off like it was a joke. And I immediately, like, just was so disgusted by him. I was, like, infuriated. I'm like, what did you just say? And, like, he tried, like, I'm joking. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't find it funny. He left the next morning. Like, I sent him a text, like, look, I don't mean to be too much, but, like, the comment you made yesterday rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I don't joke like that. It was in no way funny to me. He tried to apologize. And I think I was just so turned off by that comment. Like, I couldn't talk to him. I blocked his number. Like, was just done. I didn't realize I still had him on um, Snapchat. And come March, he, uh, like, mid-March, he started trying to or he messaged me on snapchat and he's like saying like ask me how I'm doing wanting to get dinner and I'm like okay you know what why not maybe I judge this guy a little too hard because I was projecting you know some of the things my ex put me through let me just give this dude another chance we go to dinner and he goes honestly Nadia I'm so sorry that like I said that like I shouldn't even have a joke like that because of your past relationship like I just shouldn't have did that and I'm like, okay, he's saying all the right things. So we continue talking. We continue going on dates for a few weeks. And I don't know if some of you guys know of this page called on Facebook called Are We Dating the Same Guy? But uh, this broke my heart too. I was like, was so excited. I'm like, okay, like maybe I just was too much. Like I just, you know, projected. I was taking the blame in this situation. And I'm scrolling on this page on around, you know, Easter. It's actually on Easter. I was scrolling and scrolling and on Facebook, wasn't even on that particular page. I was just scrolling on my timeline and his face and pictures come up on that page. And I'm like, what the heck? So I like comment underneath, like I'm currently talking to him. I had a girl message me. I deleted my comment because I'm like, I do not want to be leaked linked to any of this drama like no so I deleted my comment she messaged me privately it turned out that it was like a a friend of the girl that he was seeing who he had apparently been seeing since last summer was in a relationship with her um was still in a relationship with her while he was talking to me and again that was since last summer I met him in December it just turned into a whole situation and I was just like wow all right. And like, I literally looked up at the sky and I was like, God, I realize that you keep slamming these doors in my face with these men and you're showing me their true colors because you're trying to help me and guide me. But I'm like, I'm also tired of kissing all these frogs. Like, where are my prints at? Like, that's where I'm at now. Like, what is happening? So I, I've kind of kept a low profile now. Um, after those dating situations, I, you know, have been finding myself continuously. This podcast has really been helping me work through things. I've obviously expressed on last week's episode the depression I was going through. And that kind of has to just a lot to do with kind of this, like, too, like, not having someone. But I also don't want to be, you know, make that mistake like how I did when I read this journal and just seeing how codependent I was on, like, someone for my happiness. Like, I'm learning to be happy on my own but that intimacy and those things that you want with a person obviously are going to be something we're human that we desire 
and it does get depressing and I think that I from these dating situations with my ex and some of these guys like me just thinking that because of my past that I'm just damaged goods like I hate to say it that way or put it that way but that's that's how it's made me feel is that because my own parents couldn't love me the right way that I'm never gonna find someone to love me the right way and that makes me sad and I hope that that's not true and I don't want to tell that to myself but that's really what it feels like and like I said before dating is not for the weak man (laughs) it's not um but those are kind of my dating horror stories and I'm next week in this part two um, having my special guest on I just think she's going to bring a whole different tone of conversation compared to probably the way that I just brought it on this episode she I just know she's gonna you know knock it out of the park so I hope you tune into next week's episode I know this episode was fairly long I hope you listened all the way through and if you did thank you um and I'll see you again here next week. Bye.